Gallery Church, God is with us. This is the theme of our gathering today. And as we step into this fourth candle, which is the symbol or represents love, let me jump right into the meaning of this candle because the symbol of this candle, the, the whiteness, the purity, is also known as the, the angelic candle, this angel candle that is in the wreath. This predominant word love is where we're focusing on today. So much of Jesus's teachings was around love. And then he taught his disciples a summary of all of the commandments that that's found in the Old Testament into two where he said, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then love your neighbors as yourself. And then he went one step farther to make it even easier for them that they wouldn't have to remember two. He's like, remember one thing, you need to love each other as I have loved you. So he summarizes all of the acts of love in love one another as I have loved you. Love is the greatest virtue on the Advent wreath. It encompasses Jesus's purpose on earth. So much of the New Testament is around that as well. And depending on the translation of the Bible that you generally read from, up to 300 times the word love is translated on the pages of scripture. And this makes sense because John summarized God in his letter to the early church with four simple words, God is love. And then Paul went on to summarize the people of God to the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians 13 by saying, they will know we are Christians by our love. Love is the sacrifice of Jesus. Love is Jesus. Love is how Jesus has shown himself to us. And so we cannot be Christians, followers of Christ, apart from Christ and apart from people that love. That is just impossible. Otherwise, all of the work and all of the purposes that we do on earth would mean nothing if we didn't have Christ and his love. We need Christ. We need Christ's love to share the good news of hope, not just at Christmas, but all year long here on earth together. So let's start our gathering with a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for this Sunday. Thank you for this fourth candle in the Advent to remind us of how the scriptures point to you being a God of love and how Christ taught his disciples to love as he loved. Father, let us not be blinded by this world. Let us see the truth of Jesus Christ and the truth of his love this week. Let us be reminded of it. Thank you for the journey of this Advent candle. Thank you for this fourth week. And we say all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Guys, this is going to be a little bit different of a gathering for us today. And so um, whether you're watching in our Sunday or throughout the week, we've been going through these antiphones, which is these fourth to eighth century songs to help people through that were followers of Jesus through Advent to see Christ in the scriptures. And the section of scripture of this antiphone that we're reading from today is actually entitled, O God Who Is With Us. And this is how it reads. O God who is with us, our coming King, composer of justice, the nations will gather and bow down to you. Who will come to judge the living and the dead? Come now and save us, our God in the flesh. So I mentioned that today's gonna be a little different. If you've been a part of some other traditions in, uh, in faith and how people gather for worship, 
there's a old way of celebrating called the Festival of Lessons and Carols. And we're, so we're going to do a gallery version of that today. We're going to walk through several scriptures and several songs. And the scriptures are going to be read out loud and we're going to respond to it with a song. And, and as we do this today, we are, we are wanting to just find the joy and the life and the love that is in Jesus Christ. We've, we've selected passages that are going to forecast where we've come in our humanity and what the pronouncement of Jesus means. And we're going to look at passages that talk about the birth and the gift of Jesus and where our hope is. And it is my desire for us that we enjoy this service together, that we find ourselves renewed and encouraged, but yet we are focused on Jesus and the hope that we have. Because if the Advent wreath has taught us anything this year, the, the teachings around the Advent wreath that we've experienced the last three weeks into today, it is that Jesus is our source of wisdom. He's our source of authority. He's our source of light. He's our source of life. We get our forgiveness and our comfort in him. This is what we've learned. And so we are here to sing and to praise God today because he has come and he's coming again to continue to complete his work in us and to renew this creation to the way that he had professed over it, that it was good. He's going to do that and we're gonna be celebrating that together today. So right now, get yourself ready as we go through the rhythms of reading and singing in our time together. Hi, my name is Iket, and I will be reading from Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 through 15. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. May God bless the reading of the word. Ransom come. 
Good morning. My name is Bobby. Um, today I'll be reading from Genesis chapter 22, verses 15 through 18. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies, and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed, because you have obeyed me.
Hi, my name is Josh. I'll be reading from Isaiah 9, 2, 6, and 7. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen.
Hello, I'm Chris. I'll be reading Isaiah 11, verses 1 through 3. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. He 
Because our God intends to dwell again with us. us. Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Judah conquered the grave. He is David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave. From every people and tribe, every nation and tongue, He has made us a kingdom and priest to God to reign with the Son. Is He worthy? Is He worthy? Of all blessing and honor and glory, is He worthy? Is He worthy? Is He worthy of this? He is. He I'd like to take a moment right now to lead us in a time of generosity. We've been singing these carols so far and listening to the words in these scriptures that are talking to us about the generosity of our God, the love of our God, the way in the story of God's pursuit of us. And, and it is part of my responsibility as a pastor and an elder here uh, to continue to teach us and shape us into the image of Jesus Christ and there was a generosity to our Father and a generosity to Jesus that I want to continue to put before us. And so right now I'm going to guide us in a prayer of generosity. And I would encourage you to say this prayer along with me. It'll be on the screen for you to follow along with. Father in heaven, there is nothing I have that you have not given me. All I have and am belong to you, bought with the blood of Jesus Christ to spend everything on myself and to give without sacrifices the way of the world that you cannot abide. But generosity is the way of those who call Christ their Lord, who love him with free hearts and serve him with renewed minds. 
who withstanding the delusions of riches that choke the word, whose hearts are in your kingdom and not in the systems of the world. I am determined to increase in generosity until it can be said that there is no needy person among us. I am determined to be trustworthy in such a little thing as money that you may trust me with true riches. Above all, I am determined to be generous because you, Father, are generous. It is the delight of your daughters and sons to share your traits and to show what you are like to all the world. Amen. I'd like to encourage you right now to take some time to give. You can do that through the app or you can go to gcbdowntown.com slash giving in order to give today. And last week, I was able to share with you how we, out of your generosity, have been able to help meet the needs of those that are finding themselves living around our building without homes, and how we were able to partner with single young moms and provide their children with Christmas. And, and we were able to expand that to gifts for the moms, and we were able to provide a formula, baby formula, that's very expensive to them in, in months supply so that they're they and their children would have what they need through this Christmas. And it's also a joy for me to announce as the storm is outside the building on Wednesday where I'm recording, that because of your generosity, we were able to provide at least 20 winter coats to adults and children who needed them prior to this storm. And we were able to go and get them new coats right from the store because of your generosity. So church, let's continue to experience the joy in giving. Let's share these joyful stories together and let's continue to be generous like our Father in heaven is generous. Let's continue now in our carols and, and scriptures together. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I'm going to be reading from Luke 1, verses 26 to 35 and verse 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel of, of Gabriel to Nazareth, a town of Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at, this, at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How can this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her.
starry host declare your glory glory in the
Hi, my name is Rogério. We're gonna read Luke chapter 2 from verse 4 to 12. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house of the Lion of David. He went there to resist with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time for the babe came, and she gave, and she gave a birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and uh, placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring a good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger.
I'm Josie, I'm reading from Luke chapter 2, verse 13 to 20. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph, and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
Hi, I'm Albert, and I'm going to be reading from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem and Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born the king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem and Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means last, least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star that they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And, having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Thank you. 
your palace warm, mighty king. Do you know what I know? A child, a child, shivers in the cold. Let us bring him silver and gold. Let us bring him silver and gold. Gallery Church, we are coming now to our last scripture reading and our last song before we enter into Christmas week and Christmas Day just being ahead of us. We have followed a path today all the way from the fall, the story of the fall and sin entering in Genesis. We followed it through the call of Abraham to the promises that have been spoken since Isaiah all the way through to the arrival of Jesus Christ. John's gospel, this last reading from John 1, doesn't give us a nativity story like the others, but rather it gives us theology. It gives us the right thinking about the nativity story, the right thinking about God being with us. So what does it all mean? Listen to this. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. And he came into the very world he created, but the world did not recognize him. He came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become the children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or pain, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory the glory of the Father's one and only Son. 
That is what we've been reading about. And this is what John is saying. This is the meaning behind Christmas. Are you feeling like you're still sitting in the dark? You don't have you don't have to sit in the dark anymore. The light has come into the world. You're, you don't have to be stuck in sin or in shame or in guilt any longer. We've, he has come to set us free from that. We do not have to be a prisoner to anything anymore. The Advent wreath, the candles are reminding us of this great story of love and the true characteristics are so deep and rich in it. And we get to walk through this in preparation for the true story of Christmas. No more sorrow, no, no sorrow, no mistake. Nothing that you and I have ever done is going to be our lasting story. We may have sorrow in our past. We may have mistakes in our past, but because of Jesus Christ and what we're celebrating this Christmas, that is not our future. That is not our story. Gallery family, let me just ask you, do you believe this today? Everything we've been singing is about the hope that we have now in our life in Jesus Christ. Death is not the last word. The grave is not the last word. The one who holds the key has come to set us free. People in darkness have seen a great light. Church, we have been those people. We have and still today, many of us are still sitting in darkness, but Jesus has come to be a great light. We can choose not to sit in darkness any longer. We don't have to sit in our sin any longer. Let's step into the light. Let's bring life and light with us into the world around us. This day is a day for you and I to feel the presence of Jesus Christ. It is the day that we can invite other people to experience the life and, and light into their darkness and into what is bringing what feels like death into their lives. Jesus came for everyone, and that is good news. That is our news to share this Christmas. And as we do on tradition on Christmas Eve, we go with candles saying, I will carry the light. I will share this hope. I won't just hold on to it, but I'm going to give this to everyone. So right now, as we get ready for this last song in reflection of John 1, let's just say to everyone, come, everyone in our life. Let's use Christmas to propel us into 2021 with the life that says to other people, everyone come. And if today you stepped into the light for the first time and you are following after Jesus, you are stepping out of darkness, stepping out of sin into his great forgiveness, would you please let us know so that we can celebrate and walk along with you? We want to celebrate with you. And right now, let's take time to sing this last song together.
feel tired of all the battles we had to fight, of all the different hats we have had to wear, of all the darkness around us. There has been so much chaos and sadness. People have felt lost and discouraged, not knowing which way to go, what to do, or what to hope for. Lord, we ask you that you remind us that our hope is in you alone, that your faithfulness has brought us here, that your love and mercy carried us and have sustained us all alone, that even when we feel alone, you never left our side. We need you, Lord. We need your strength to proceed. We need to be reminded of who you are, an all-powerful and all-knowing God, a God who has control of everything. And as we read Psalms 91:15, that says, He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. We ask that we don't stop calling for you and for your help. May we trust that your eyes and ears are open and that your hands are reaching out to guide us. May we open our hearts before you, Lord, and trust your love will fill our empty souls. We long for you, Lord. We long to be filled by your presence and your Holy Spirit again. And as we prepare to celebrate Christmas, may we be reminded that you gave your only son so that we could have life and have it in abundance. 
may we remember that Jesus is our wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are, for you are the bright morning star. We ask that you shine upon our darkness. We ask that you bring peace to our minds and that you strengthen our faith every day. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, amen and amen. Church, we don't have to sit in darkness anymore. We generally end our Lord's table, which we're not participating in the Eucharist today, but we always end with the theme of Advent at the end of every table. So together we say together, Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ is coming again. Let's say that together again. Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ is coming again. There is so much of that in the Advent story, so much of that that sets us free. So my prayer for us is, Jesus, thank you for rescuing us. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for unlocking the door in front of us that, that we should walk through, which is into your kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So here's our benediction. As we go from here today, may you and I give our lives because of the grace of Jesus Christ to his authority. Let's give him authority over us. Let's not allow the things of this world or the people of this world to hold us in captivity any longer. Let's walk with him as our true king and as our true Lord. May you and I continue to find the ways to be and to speak love like Christ. Let us be known for our love going through this Christmas and as we get ready to start a new year. Church, Merry Christmas to you. May God's grace and peace be with you. We look forward to seeing you again here in this platform the first Sunday in January. Grace and peace be with you. Born, a son is given. For unto us a child is born, a son is given. For unto us a child is born, a son is given.